Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Modern Day Marketer podcast powered by The Juice. I'm Jonathan Gandalf, your show host and founder and CEO of The Juice, where we power modern day marketers and their content distribution efforts. I don't say this lightly. We are joined by one of the best marketers in the world today. I truly believe that. Jeff Roars is VP of Brand Marketing at Active Campaign, uh, and I actually had the incredible fortune of working with him earlier in my career at Exact Target. Jeff, I don't even know if you know this. Uh, you wrote a book, Audience, which I'd recommend everyone to go read. I guess you do probably know that part, but you named me in the notes and the acknowledgments of it because yes. I think I helped with a very small research project for that. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I still think it's the coolest thing. So awesome. that was that was really neat. Early and that was 10 years ago that book came out. You 10 years ago. It still holds up. <laughs> still holds up. Uh, your bio says you're an author. Recovering attorney, bacon lover, and Clevelander at heart, who has served as CMO at Tindo, Philo, Jobvite, and Yext, as well as VP of Marketing at Salesforce and Exact Target. Jeff, I swear I don't always wax this poetic, but today I needed to. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the active campaign, Leap Day Extravaganza. Before we jump into that, why don't I let you, in your own words, give a little bit of your background, a little bit of your story, and uh, what you're up to at Active Campaign. You you are too kind, and uh, I'm really honored to be here today. It's been really cool to see what you and the team have been building at The Juice over the years. And for those who know, I've got the, the patron saint of more juice for the squeeze over my shoulder in the video portion of the podcast, Mr. Joel Book, a legend of, uh, of uh, one-to-one marketing at Exact Target and Salesforce, who is now retired. But yes, I'm Jeff Roars. I'm VP of Brand Marketing at Active Campaign. I've been with the company about eight years. It marks my return to MarTech after wandering into uh, some HR tech right when COVID hit and also some med tech over the past few years. And it's been an exciting return because there've been a lot of changes in the space. Um, what's been also fascinating and, and providing more of a background for your listeners I am a recovering attorney. I went to law school, got a dual degree in mass communication, right when the internet was starting to become a commercial thing in the early 90s. Went through the uh, desert of practicing law, realized that being an attorney, especially a litigator, was reliving the worst moments of other people's lives. I did not enjoy that. So I jettisoned to LexisNexis, which put me on the track to help with the launch of Lexis.com, Shepherds.com, and some of their products in the mid to late 90s. And then I went over to the agency world where I eventually joined uh, a firm by the name of Optium, which is now part of Adcom Communications here in Cleveland, Ohio, became president of that organization, effectively drove the partnership with Exact Target and Ektron, becoming partner of the year for both those companies. And that put me on Scott Dorsey and Peter McCormick's radar and Chris Baggett, the three founders of Exact Target. And lo and behold, in 2007, they recruited me over and uh, I have been inside uh, with brands ever since and have greatly enjoyed it. I enjoy the uh, diversity of things that you can do with B2B brands in terms of uh, digital advertising, content marketing, uh, events, as we'll talk about today. And uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, the B2B sale is probably one of the more emotional sales processes. We don't often talk about that, but it's true because your job is often on the line. If you if you botch a purchasing process, you buy the wrong software, you pick the wrong vendor, you have poor onboarding experience, that's likely either going to cause your company to suffer, or if you are a smaller uh, business and maybe even a solopreneur, it's going to cost you time and money and profit. So uh, I'm a firm believer of 
having a great deal of, of candor and transparency and a nod to our friend Todd Capone and his book, The Transparency Sale. And I enjoy B2B marketing because of that, that personal connection that, that you make. That's incredible. I love that uh, emotional perspective. I think we sometimes think B2B is so transactional, but I think you're right. The emotional foundation kind of lays the the runway for the the transactional relationship. It, it absolutely does. An active campaign is a perfect example of that. Part of my role when I came on board was to get under the hood of mission and vision and how we were positioning the company. And the company had gone through a lot of changes, like many in the SaaS space, right? Over the last two years, companies have had to flip from growth at all costs, you know, burn VC money. It's not a problem. The market's not going to uh, react negatively. The private market isn't going to react negatively. And then it flipped on a dime to, nope, you got to be profitable. You got to be profitable. And uh, and you know what? You're going to have to fund your growth out of that profit. That's a pretty shocking cold shower for a lot of folks in the industry. And it's the foundation of um, why we're actually doing the event we're going to be speaking about because everyone is learning to do more with less. Well, the foundational piece at Active Campaign was first and foremost to refresh the brand and uncover the truth of who we are. And the truth of who we are is that we help small teams power big businesses with intelligent marketing automation. And that that nugget of small teams is kind of the emotional heart of what we do. And it wasn't so much that you know I created anything in that statement as much as we as a team uncovered it. Because once it was said and it was out in the air, everybody was like, yeah, that's what we are. We like helping those small teams, those folks who are understaffed, those folks who are uh, under budgeted and, and are really trying to grow against all odds. We like helping them tap into the power of technology to automate, personalize, and do the things that they need to do to grow. And as you know, many of these technologies, they just simply weren't even available, say, 10, 15 years ago. They were only the largest enterprises could use them. But now intelligent marketing automation, AI cooked into it, great integrations. You can leverage data just as the biggest companies. And that's really our laser focus. I love that. I love that you uncovered your messaging. I think that's a really powerful way for people to think about messaging as they're creating new messaging is you're not creating it. You need to go uncover it. Okay. We are gathered here today because of <laughs> uh, the active campaign leap day extravaganza. You previewed this idea with me just over a month ago. And it was one of those ideas where I was like, that's absolutely crazy. I don't know how you're going to pull it off, but I'm in. And that and was so appreciated. I can't. <laughs> so tell me, so tell me, tell our audience in your own words, what the event is, yep. and then we'll dig into how we arrived at that event. Absolutely. So the active campaign leap day extravaganza is a global virtual 29 hour single track event taking place starting at 8 a.m. in Sydney on the 29th uh, leap day and running until 6 p.m. Pacific time on Leap Day. Now, of course, thanks to global time zones, we can fit 29 hours in on the 29th. The truth of it is, for those of us who are in the Eastern time zone, it's running from about 4 p.m. on the 28th and ending at about 8 p.m. on the 28th. And yes, it's, it's a market or not. It's a PR angle that it's 29 hours on the 29th. But I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, right? And the impetus for this was the epiphany that Leap Day is the perfect time for us 
to talk about the power of technology, strategy, and process improvements to help you make more time. At Active Campaign, we're all about intelligent marketing automation. And what is intelligent marketing automation if not a printing press of time? When you automate more that you do, you save that time. You reclaim that time to do the things that you want to do to help your business grow, to help it be more profitable, to reclaim that time so you make more time for family or friends or hobbies. And we actually get those stories an awful lot. We just did a, a survey of our customers. And on average, uh, I think about 60, 70% of them see about six to seven hours of time savings a week that they reclaim. So over the course of a month, that's, you know, 28, 35 wow. hours, it depends. Uh, that's a lot of time. And it's small business owners and large business owners telling us that, you know, we we want that time back. And, and some people, again, want to invest in their business. Others want to go swim with their kids or go surfing or do whatever they want. That That's the beauty of this. And so this event's theme is make more time. And it's not an active campaign conference. It is a conference about how to make more time. And so every single speaker from Jay Bear, who's our opening keynote, all the way down to the very end of the program, we've got great keynotes. We've got great title sponsors like yourself, Calendly, which is all about time, the Goldcast, who's our event platform, who's theme this year is all about efficiency, thanks to their content lab product and what it allows you to do to cut and, and cut up all of the content from your events and use it more wisely. But every speaker is going to be telling you some way that you can use time more wisely, be more efficient, be more productive. And that felt like it was the pitch perfect kind of event to have on Leap Day, which let's face it, is the goofiest thing ever, right? We're given 24 hours out of the blue every four years because Julius Caesar decided that in 45 BCE. So as modern as we think we are, that's kind of a nice cold shower. Uh, and we just wanted this event to be something very different. And that if folks attended it, they're even if they just attend for an hour or a two, they dip in and out, they're going to get something they can apply that's going to save them time so they can use it in better ways in the coming year. That's awesome. It's not often we get a history lesson on Modern Day Marketer, uh, but that's what you get when Jeff Roars comes on the podcast. A little bit of marketing, a little bit of magic. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to Scott Monty, who's speaking. He has his Timeless and Timely uh, podcast and newsletter, and he's actually working right now on a, a nice little video for us about the history of Leap Day. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's awesome. We'll have to link to that, make sure we get that out uh, to the audience. Excellent. So I'm curious, Jeff, I, I know you well enough. I know this isn't the first crazy idea you've had uh, <laughs> and executed. And I would bet for every crazy idea you do execute, there's a dozen more that you don't actually execute on. How do you, as a marketer, I, I think a lot of marketers, a lot of times have really big, crazy ideas. What have you learned? Like, What is your internal filter for saying, hey, this is a crazy idea that I is good enough I should pursue and start to invest in and, and execute against versus, hey, that was just a big, crazy idea. Like, let's put it back in the filing cabinet for now. You know, that's a, that's a really great question. Well, one thing is I think we all need to have enough confidence to have crazy ideas. So you first have to do that, uh, especially in this day and age. I think too many marketers think they're hitting home runs or talking about hitting home runs and they're hitting singles or bunting. They're doing little things that don't have big impacts. And those are absolutely necessary. I'm not critical of that. You need a lot of that to be able 
uh, to ultimately put up runs on the on the scoreboard, right? It's small ball baseball, to use that analogy. However, you should have some moonshots. And this was something that was that was taught to me by Tim Kopp, who was CMO of Exact Target and was a great leader and, and somebody who put up with me, who put up with my moonshots. One of my favorites that I didn't get to do was the the wrapped RV. Let's go tour the world with Joel Book. There he is again over my shoulder. And let's go talk about the power of one-to-one marketing. And this was right when social media was starting to come of age. And it would have been a really viral, fun, regional thing for us to do. I mapped out the whole calendar. I did everything. I started to look at insurance and costs. And it just, it budgetarily and otherwise, it wasn't going to work. It bummed me out. It still is like my great white buffalo, the thing that I'm just chasing and will never catch. But that's one that, you know, you put on the shelf and you put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into the idea, but then you come to a realization, you know, can't do that. The active campaign leap day extravaganza was interesting because we were cognizant that, that we and a lot of other SaaS companies, a lot of other folks are having to do more with less. And so there was a real sense that, you know, if we put something together that is a free event to, to attend and it is extremely low cost to produce and we focus on this theme, we could create a rising tide, something that benefits a lot of companies and a lot of the speakers and certainly every attendee around the globe. And having done events and things like that, I knew how we could go about doing this. It wasn't going to be pretty. It was going to require, ironically, a lot of my time, weekends, nights, et cetera. But that's important sometimes to do those things and dig in and 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 really try and hit it for the heights. And it, 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 there were several times where it was going to fall off the rails and it didn't. And that's thanks to folks like you, right? So what do you what do you do when you have those crazy ideas? You find some folks you trust who aren't, you know, uh, me too thinkers like the like the Tesla board, timely reference. Uh, and you vet it past them. And if they go, yeah, well, then your balloon comes down a little bit. But if they go, hey, there's something there. Now you go on to the next person and you trial balloon it. And it's almost like you're honing a pitch. And that's what happened here. I talked to you. I talked to Jay Bear. I talked to Ann Handley. I talked to KPC, who's one of our, our great customers and a wonderful, you know, kind of trainer on active campaign. I spoke with some people that were outside of the active campaign universe, like uh, Najma Salam, who's going to be speaking. She got it. I spoke or or exchanged emails with uh, Mark Zhao Sanders, who has a a new book coming out. It's already out in the UK, but it's coming out here in mid-March called Time Boxing. It's all about the concept of managing your time. And all of a sudden, I realized we're in the zeitgeist. There is a conversation happening here that has just not been connected and we have an opportunity to connect it and make it really valuable for a lot of folks. So not every great big idea gets off the ground. Some of them sink like leaded balloons, but occasionally the inspiration strikes. And over the course of your career, as you get more and more experience with it, you become a little bit better at assessing which ones are really worth pushing for, even if you're met with resistance, and which ones you throttle back on. And this was one that was in the former category. So that's... I love that like trial balloon analogy. And I love that you kind of went outside. Then you say, hey, I okay, this is I want to do. Then how do you build buy-in internally when you're going to internal teams with a crazy idea that's going to require work and time and effort and trade-offs from them? What recommendations would you have there? So communication's key. 
I certainly am going to admit I didn't do everything right in this process, but I'm not sure there's necessarily a right. When yeah. you're literally this idea first came because our um, head of brand communications, Meg Dedine, in our first onsite with the team that started to report to me, because I, I had been an individual contributor. And then by the end of the year, I have a team of 24, 26 reporting wow. to me. So brand events, customer, customer research intelligence, our social team, our PR team. So I have a, a lot of these folks reporting. And the idea was, what if we owned a day? That's what Meg said. And she was reflecting on Black Friday as being something that all B2C marketers can rally around. And I said, that's really interesting. Tell me more. And as we explored it, the light bulb went off that 2024 was going to be a leap year. And the opportunity to seize the moment, because a leap year only comes around every four years, was too good in my mind to pass up. And if that's a very different thing that I would assess in my 50s than what I would assess if I was in my 20s or early 30s. Like, you just understand four years is a lifetime in SaaS. Yeah. So that's why I moved with all due speed. And, and I'll be I'll be candid. It 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 broke some eggs. It it bent some bent some temperaments and uh internally because we just weren't used to that motion. Uh however, as it's been going along, I think more people are understanding and connecting to it. It's been wonderful to see our sales team, our partners team rise to the challenge. I mean, that's a great thing about Active Campaign. We've got a lot of partners and nearly a thousand out of the box integrations with all of these different software providers that our customers are able to leverage their data to again provide those personalized timely messages so that's an ecosystem we can tap into so that was getting energized because again each one of those companies we'd speak to was facing this do more with less challenge how do you get you know how do you get the results you were getting but on a scrappier budget so when you have that alignment, now that starts to move and you bring that team along. And now we're, you know, we've got our, our sponsors on board. We're recording this before uh, a weekend in which I'm going to be piecing together a, what is it, a 1,740 minute agenda, a Jenga. It, it's going to be really interesting, but that's now bringing more people along. We launched and uh, folks begin to understand it both internally and externally. And the hope is it'll be this kind of snowball rolling downhill. As more and more people talk about it, they like, that's really interesting. They understand, yeah, it's a 29-hour event. I don't have to attend all 29 hours. I can dip in and out. I register. It's free. And then it's going to be available on demand. So you miss something. You go to the restroom, whatever. You can come back all the way through March and come back and watch that content. I think sometimes there are, there are things in business you've got to do and plow forward despite resistance and despite sometimes bending things out of shape knowing that the result, A, is going to be worth it, but B, the result will help demonstrate these new possibilities so you can come back and talk about that and help that relationship grow in new and exciting ways. Uh, so that has been tremendous. The other thing that's been tremendous, Jonathan, is just, boy, what a wonderful way to reconnect with people across this industry. As I mentioned, I just come back to MarTech. And so I've been talking with people that I haven't seen in a number of years, and it's been really energizing to have them say, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Like that's that's validating. And it points to the fact that no matter where you are in your career, build relationships, help people out. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody wants an introduction to somebody, make it. Somebody reaches out to you to get your opinion on 
uh, how they should apply to a job at the company, even if they don't know you. That's such a rare ask. I usually will entertain those. In fact, we just got a great new um, product marketing manager on e-commerce who I did not know who reached out to me before she applied and we had a wonderful conversation and, and she just got hired. And so there, these are those, those lessons that relationships matter in any industry, but in B2B marketing, you know, this has been wonderful for me to see those things that I did 20 years ago bearing fruit now. That's incredible. All right. Last question on, on the event, maybe uh, explicitly. <clears throat> I think I've heard you say you're going to be online and for all 29 hours of the 29 hour event. How are you going to do that? Well, I used to be a DJ. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. <laughs> when I was when I was in college, I worked at a legendary commercial alternative radio station called 97X. If you ever watched the movie Rain Man, it's notorious because Dustin Hoffman's character when driving across a bridge in Cincinnati is listening and hears the call the, the call of the of the station 97X bam, the future of rock and roll and repeats it about 20 times to the annoyance of Tom Cruise's character who I forget his name. Uh so, you know, being a DJ, I, I started out on the overnight shift. So uh, I was very used to the 12 to 6 a.m. shift. And then I, I, I graduated into the God Squad, which was six to noon. And then I started to do some fill-ins. You throw that in with having gone to law school and pulled all-nighters, having been an attorney and pulled all-nighters, having produced exact target connections and yaks onward and having pulled all-nighters. You can't do it all the time, but once in a while, it's really kind of fun. And when you can do it with colleagues and have that slap happiness of, of, hey, we delivered something. It's great. And the other thing is you want to make sure that every, everything is delivered properly. And in an event like that, that the, the buck stops here. So I want to be there and make sure that our, our sponsors, our speakers, our attendees get everything out of it they want and be able to troubleshoot things as we need to. That's why you're the best. I love that. We've covered the event. I, I'm curious, maybe like more uh, zooming out a little bit. You've mentioned some of your history and background in B2B marketing, you know, whatever cliche you want to throw out right now, doing uh, more with less is a theme, which I think is very real that everybody's feeling. I think there's, you know, the old playbooks aren't working, outbound is dead, et cetera, et cetera. But it is undoubtedly changing. And I, I think probably undoubtedly faster than ever, kind of from your lens, your unique lens and experience of B2B marketing, what are you making of it all going into 2024? So I, I find it interesting, the, the phrase that it's changing faster than ever before. Hmm. I, I would caution younger marketers to, to not believe that because hmm. the internet changed things incredibly rapidly. And then social media came around and ripped things apart. Email has been declared dead every single year since I think 2004. And I used to have a presentation about it called the email is dead. Yeah. And one of my favorite ghost written pieces I ever did was for Scott Dorsey versus Robert Scoble. And Robert Scoble was saying that Twitter was going to kill email. It didn't kill email. We see what kind of state Twitter's in. Uh, and every social media platform still needs email to communicate with its users if it goes down. So there are truths here that have been around for a very long time. It's just that the circumstances have changed. So yes, there is change that's happening. AI is extremely disruptive, creates a lot of opportunity, also creates a lot of tension and uncertainty. Mm. Is there a degradation happening in Google search results? Mm. Is it AI is is this degradation potentially in traffic AI cost? These are all things worthy of exploring. 
But ultimately, as a marketer, you should come back to where do my prospects and customers live? Where do they shop? Where do they surf online? How do they want to interact? And in doing that, you will discover and uncover some media that maybe you're not using because there is no new demand channel. There are just demand channels you aren't using well or you haven't used. So I have raised the idea of direct mail in rooms before and had younger marketers laugh. And then you implement it and they go, oh, that kind of worked. We're doing some, what is it called? Uh, performance television right now. Hmm. And it's got really stunning results. Very unexpected direct impact from very short 15 second ads. But it's an early sign that there could be more there. So you need to kind of explore, you need to experiment, and you need to understand that just because something didn't work in the past doesn't mean that you did it exactly right, number one, or that the circumstances haven't changed enough that you should perhaps test it again, maybe in a different way. So I think every, there, there's a song, and I, I should have looked up the band name when I was a DJ, you know, just, just as with any genre, there are always one hit wonders. And there was a band uh, that came out a song, with a song, and that phrase always stuck with me because there's a literal truth to it. But the figurative truth to it is that every generation has something it's wrestling with. And our generation of marketers, of B2B marketers, are wrestling right now with the flip from grow at all costs, it doesn't matter what it costs, to be profitable and grow. And we're also wrestling with the flip to AI and other things. So that song always sticks in my head. That title, I just think, is very catchy uh, and, and describes what you wrestle with. And so just as when I was younger, and I hate it when folks beat on my generation, uh, I don't want to beat on anybody's generation. What I do want to say, though, is reflect and understand kind of the history of it and understand that you need to lead with a, a, a fundamental truth of your customer and where they are and what they do and where they shop and how they surf and what they read. And that will unveil ways you can interact with them better. Yeah. Being really good at the basics still works. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's really good. And the, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's interesting. You mentioned performance TV. We just recorded a podcast episode with a company that does out of home advertising for B2B. And mm -hmm. like some of the same theme there of like, you know, there's, there's this kind of opportunity maybe to zig when others are zagging to an extent. And it actually uh, breeds creativity and almost curiosity. So I think that's, that's really good. You know, it's interesting you raise that because um, I'm a firm believer that some of the best creativity comes from the most limitations. Yes. And this is an era of limitations. So yeah. I was just talking about this with Scott Monty earlier. Does our leap day extravaganza happen if I've got six to nine months to do it? Does it happen if we have an unlimited budget? No, it doesn't. So there's an opportunistic part of us as marketers. That's where the creativity can come in. And sometimes it's small things. And again, there's nothing wrong with bunts and singles, but you just want to have some of those occasional moonshots and they may hit, they may not. Uh, you mentioned in the, in the lead in here that outbound isn't working. Well, we're actually finding that outbound is working, but it's a much 
different kind of sale. It is an exploratory conversation about, you know, what are the struggles in your business? What are you trying to solve for? And if you recognize quickly, this is not someone that we can help, you're not going to waste their time. You're going to yeah. thank them and you're going to say, if you do notice this and this, let's talk again, you know? So I think, again, it's evolution, right? Not <clears throat> running the same stale playbook. And to stick with that sports analogy, look at Bill Belichick, right? He is out of a job right now in the NFL, and he is arguably the greatest head coach in NFL history. Yeah. Why is he out of a job? Because the entire kind of sport changed and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. It won't impact, I think, his legacy of who he is. But times change and you have to change with them. And that's a big lesson. And, and one of the reasons why I think sport is such an incredible metaphor for everything we do. I am personally a big Tottenham Hotspur fan. And we've got a great new head, head coach, uh, Ange Postacoglu, who has uh, introduced a really fun to watch, positive forward-moving, attacking kind of play. And sometimes it falls on its face and the other team scores a lot of goals because we're always trying to push forward. But man, it is fun to watch. And it's transforming how other teams kind of are thinking about their offense. So that happens in business too, right? There you have it, folks. We have a recovering attorney who has given us a history lesson, a bunch of marketing lessons, (laughs) talked to NFL, talked to EPL, talked about his DJing history. He really does it all. Lastly, Jeff, tell us how our audience can get involved with the active campaign Leap Day Extravaganza. Well, number one, our uh, our great title sponsor, The Juice, has got it all over their site. So we've got a very cool countdown calendar on your site where our sponsors are offering uh, a daily surprise discount, download, or other freebie. So day one on February 1st was a link to... Uh, the uh, Father Time uh, Leap Day 2024 mixtape. I couldn't resist putting together eight hours of music on Spotify for free. So go check that out. But we've got discounts not only from Active Campaign. We've got if you know you're in e-commerce and you're working with an e-commerce merchant, uh, our great uh, our great customer and uh, event that we're sponsoring, e-commerce summits, is offering free tickets to their Phoenix, Minneapolis, London, and Denver stops. And there are a bunch of other folks who are going to be doing similar things. So that's one place. But to actually register for the event, you want to go to leapday.activecampaign.com. And it's totally free. Again, you can register and attend whichever portions you want. And thanks to our great friends at Goldcast, when you get the registration confirmation, it puts it on your calendar in your time zone. So you don't have to worry about when those 29 hours are. And then once we add the agenda, you can go back in and program your sessions so that those individual sessions that are must attend for you show up on your calendar. We really are so appreciative of, of the juice of Goldcast of Calendly, Help Scout, Rebrandly, Thinkrific, TAC, Sales Message, SparkTor. There's so many great companies sponsoring it. I do hope folks will check it out, support those companies, but learn from all the great speakers who are going to be giving you those 1,740 minutes of content. But who's counting? Who's counting? I will be this weekend. <laughs> God forbid I mess it up. I'm a little well, afraid it might be overbooked, Jonathan. I might have to cut your time. 
That's incredible. Only you could pull that off. Well, all of those links will be in the show notes. We'll make sure we get those out to everybody. Jeff, I've witnessed how much time and energy you're putting into all of this. I can't thank you enough for spending time with us talking about it all. Uh, I hope you're able to rest up a little bit after this recording. To all of our listeners, go follow Jeff on all the appropriate platforms. You'll be smarter because of it. Most importantly, sign up for the active campaign, Leap Day Extravaganza. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode.